It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It's been something really special, you know, obviously timing wise, like we, we talked about, um, it's just not how we drew it up, but it, it's been, it's been really special. Um, especially, you know, thinking about this is, you know, that coming off the Monday night game and, and not really playing well on offense. And, you know, obviously I was frustrated with how I played and for us to play a complete game like that, that's, uh, that speaks volumes. You know, everybody keeps talking about the fact that we have, you know, we're eliminated from the playoffs. But this is a this is a locker room that wants to compete and wants to win any chance you have, uh, any opportunity that we can get. So um, it's it's been fun. This is a special locker room, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Ah, Baker Mayfield. Good to see him get another W. Uh, up absolute beat down of the Denver Broncos and Baker played a really really good game 24 of 28 230 yards two touchdowns um, super high uh, efficiency quarterback rating all of those things they use that to build off the run game and you know yeah it's a Denver Broncos team who has absolutely thrown in the towel on this season (laughs) i just read something that at one point this year the denver broncos had the number one defense in the nfl and the dead last offense yeah they've been setting like nfl records for how bad offensively that they like it goes back to like the steelers and like the first five years that professional football was being played it's it's crazy and then dalton rise remember him from kansas state oh yeah he uh was basically trying to fight brett rippon on the sideline there's video of it and he's screaming at him he pushes him really hard on the sideline it's 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 real bad there real bad yeah you got that you got uh Oh, gosh. Randy Gregory punching a Rams player after the game. It's just – it's embarrassing. It's um, it's bad. But they need to embrace it because it's there to stay for an extended period of time. Um, that was not the only drama that existed after the Rams-Broncos game last oh, night. Really? Yes. Baker plays great. Rams destroy uh-huh. the Broncos. And then yeah. on the Twitter page of Lincoln Riley, he tweets out a pic of his family of four there with Baker Mayfield after the game, and everyone's all smiles. And I yeah. think some – Maybe even most OU fans get it. Like, Lincoln Riley did a lot for the career of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield did a lot for the career of Lincoln Riley. It works both ways. But there were some OU fans that were pretty PO'd about that one. How dare yeah. he take a picture with Lincoln and his family and smile after the game like that? Yeah, well, I understand the frustration, but you're just going to have to deal with that because – um, 
He was Baker Mayfield's quarterback for, was it four years, three years? Uh, 15, uh, 16, seven, three years. 15, 16, Three 17. years. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's just that's just how it's going to go. I mean, these guys spend every single day together for three years, um, and I know they've they've maintained a relationship since Baker left. Um, you know, we're we're really tight until you know. Obviously, Lincoln goes. Just one year ago, Lincoln goes out to the University of Southern Cal. I there, Baker's not going to ditch that friendship and relationship over that move it's he's just not going to and any player that has um that tight of a relationship with their with one of their coaches isn't either uh, people may get mad about that that's just how it's going to be yeah yeah I, I mean baker had several times to really sound off about the move uh in the past year i think we even gave him an opportunity on the show right you probably tried to bait him into saying something very inappropriate um, oh, no please. but he he was complimentary of brent venables and he never like it, for baker mayfield to not take a shot like you know that he's always waiting for that situation oh, yeah. and he never once did about mule shoe ever yeah and he won't and ou fans would do themselves and the program actually uh a lot of good by not ever expecting it and not ever asking him to do it because he'll get way more annoyed with that and quit engaging with OU fans than he will by like that was more likely to happen than him uh, severing a long-standing relationship with a coach a mentor all of the above with Lincoln Riley uh, Baker should have punched him in the face after the game, <laughs> says the uh, text line. <laughs> in case you're wondering how they feel. Should have uh, went over there and planted the OU flag right in front of yeah. uh, Lincoln and his family. Well, I, Baker can't afford – like, Baker's trying to stay in the league, right? And I think the way oh, that yeah. he's played here recently, he, he will be in the league next year, if maybe as a backup. But Lincoln could be his head coach all over again, especially with that Rams job. You never know. You never yeah. know. A lot of truth to that. There's been a lot of hints there about um, McVay. He's, for whatever reason, he's thrown it out there a bunch that he may retire. Well, so, if Aaron Donald know. is done, if Matt Stafford is done, then, you know. <laughs> you can't blame him, right? Yeah. Then maybe, Get out of here before so. this thing implodes on us. Uh, let's see. Last year, Jaleel Farouk was the breakout player in the bowl game. What player do you ah. see? Breaking out in the bowl game with an added opportunity. Um, I think, like, am I wrong for looking offensively first? Maybe because they mentioned Jaleel Fruit, but I'm, I'm looking at offense immediately. You know who I hope it is? Like, the least sexy answer of all time, but it might be the best answer that you could have for this. I hope Tyler Guyton has, like, or one of the Jakes has a, a massive yeah. game on Thursday. That'd be nice on the offensive I line. I think... I will select Mr. Anderson. Hmm. Nick Anderson, you think he's you think he's going to play? He's healthy, he's ready to go. Uh, I hope so. Hmm. Okay. I hope he's healthy. I hope he plays. I hope he's ready to go. Cuz we need receivers to show up. Right? 
we need to have something happen at wide receiver. And I know they absolutely love the kid, but he's been nagged by the hamstring nonstop. If that's truly behind him, and he's 100%, and hopefully he's been able to to get some really good practice in over the last month or so. They're going to be down there in some warmer weather, although it was snowing <laughs> at the game in Miami yesterday. Yeah. Uh, should be a little warmer trend down there. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Mr. Anderson. Okay. Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson, that's in the 405. Gavin Sawchuk, and here's another Sawchuk breakout. A lot of people uh, are excited. Mike and Ardmore just said Gavin Sawchuk as well. The Sawchuk uh, kid? That, that is him, yes. I'm excited to see what kind of sp- speed he brings to the table. I am guessing that he's going to look very fast, but this is kind of Fresh like our, legs, it's baby. Like our first real look at him, you know? A pretty good player yeah. coming out of high school. So getting to really kind of for the most part see him for the first time, that like that's exciting to me. What have they said about him down there in practice? Oh, How's he look? he's fast and elusive, and he can make plays he, in the open field. Got a little bit of wiggle got, to him? Got some, he's got some wiggle, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, it would be nice to see Sawchuck um, add a little something out of the backfield, yet to be determined on whether or not he can catch a pass or not. Mm. Um we're in, a, we're in a tough predicament. Do we have a running back in the game that can catch a pass? We know Eric Gray could. I think you got to find out the first three plays of the game. Just alternate between Javante Barn, Salchuk, and whoever else. I, I'm guessing Major's not going to play. I, he didn't look very healthy last week. Three well, straight running back passes. he's still been in the boot, passes. hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Three straight running back passes to see who can catch. Yeah. Uh, Barnes will have plenty. We'll see what Sawchuck has as far as I'm talking about burst. And, you know, Barnes will definitely give you something out of the backfield, um, you know, with carries and, you know, downhill energy, explosiveness. He's dangerous running the football. Um, I, I do believe that we will see a little bit more quarterback run game than we saw during the regular season. It could be wrong about that, but it's just kind of a hunch I've got going. Um, I'm hoping Nick Anderson can factor in and uh, perhaps Jaden Gibson, some of the younger guys. Like The talent is there with them, hopefully over in some extended time of getting rotational snaps and being a part of the, the offense that's going to play that he'd be able to uh, you know, make, make some waves out there. You know, the real worry, though, is... Offensive line, oh yeah, because you're going to be facing a physical, athletic D line. They're from Florida State. It's really the the best part of their of their uh, their defense. And you know we're going to be without three starters for sure. Hopefully, not more than that. So uh, let's see. Give me Savion Bird. Think you may see him okay. bury a few defensive linemen. I like that one. More Canic, hopefully. That's from the 918s. Uh, God, will you guys stop putting F-bombs? I'm going to read one on accident one time. You guys are going to get me in trouble. Hopefully, Grayson Halton. Uh, on D, Gentry Williams. This one says, we need someone on the defensive line to be a star. Reggie Grimes or Lalua or Thomas. Yeah. So. 
Uh, uh, the the answer to the Jaleel Farouk question, well, there's about nine or ten submissions 50 of so them. far. Yeah. I think the person that really fits the bill, though, is Anderson. Because we didn't hardly see Farouk at all the entire year, right? No, not really. He had a handful of catches, I think, and then the bowl game, it's like, who's this guy? He's pretty good. Why didn't he play more? Yeah, I think we could see something from Anderson. You know, if he, if you feel like if they really like him and they think that he's as good as, you know, as they were talking early on before the injury, then not only do you play him – but you feature the kid, right? Sure. To try and build on something moving into the next year. Yeah, Yeah. I'm force-feeding him. Uh, This one says, I don't know, but please more vertical passes than horizontal. I don't think you need to worry too much about this offense going vertical Thursday. I think that'll take care of itself. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm hoping it's Nick Anderson is because – you know, we have not been able to win against one-on-one. And I got a bit of a news flash for you with FSU. We're going to see a lot of man-to-man coverage, which means if our receivers can't win, it's going to be a really, really long day. Really long day. It's going to be more of the same because it's going to be tough to run the ball. They're going to pile the box. And they're going to force our wide receivers to have to to beat them in one-on-one. And that's something that we have not been able to do so far this year. It's true. Barnes saw Chuck Freeman running the ball. Who gets the call? Uh, Probably all of them. See Gavin Freeman. I don't know if Gavin Freeman's going to run the ball, but the first two of those guys definitely will. I just want them to play 22 true freshmen for Teddy's sake. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this well, they're going to be playing some. Let's see. Uh, I think they'll probably play Nick Anderson. Yeah. I think you'll see at least one true freshman offensive lineman. What, what about Gibson at wide receiver? He's true freshman. Yeah. If perhaps they'll see him. Perhaps two at running um, back. That's four. Two at running back. Uh, you'll see Grayson Holton a bunch on defense because okay. we're light on D-line. Uh, RSJ and Gentry Williams, that would be seven. I think you'll see less guys defensively because what we've, we're we only missing D-line on defense, right? Sure. There's but no we, one in we, the secondary. We've or, still seen those guys here and there, though, play. Right. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would just guess that they're going to at least get a, a few reps. Well, that – they were saying starting, oh, okay. start yeah, yeah. 22 yeah, freshmen. Yeah, so I'm trying to, trying to think of guys that may start. So, yeah. I don't Plenty. think Hannock's going to start, right? But he would qualify no. for that. Probably not. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be a decent amount. I uh, think he'll probably play. I think R. Mason Thomas will play. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, feel, I feel good about where we're at with a lot of the freshmen. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel good about how they're going to look uh, Thursday if they play. You know, don't really care about that. Want them to look good, but I'm not making any judgment on who they are or what they're going to turn into off of what happens Thursday whenever they're out there. But I think that those there's a it's a really good group that 
in a year or two, probably going to have some studs. Is Raym out with that shoulder, or is he playing? Yeah, Raym's out. out. And hopefully he's back for the spring. But he's going to have surgery, right? Uh, yeah, Raym out. Harrison out. Wanye Morris out. And hopefully that's it. But there could be a chance of another one out. Uh, random side note on Florida State, and yeah. I shared this during uh, locked in or locked up or whatever you call it now. I I understand that Florida State's been bad recently, but this still surprised me. Their last five recruiting classes, Florida State, 19, 20, 23, 22, 18. Because I had a thought before, like, okay, Florida State's got a chance to have some momentum going in the offseason. Is Mike Norvell the, the long-term guy for FSU? Are they about to get it turned around? Well, let me see what he's done recruiting-wise. 19, 20, 23, 22, 18. He better start recruiting a whole lot better if he's going to be the long-term guy in Tallahassee. Yeah. I was yeah, very surprised that they've recruited that poorly the, the past five cycles. What were they this year, 19? 19, yeah. Wow. Now he's done good in the portal. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I, maybe they don't have the donor base for some NIL stuff that's going on. I don't think that they're the level because Miami, Miami does. Yeah, I don't think that they're to that level. But I think they would have something. But even Florida, I, Miami is in the top five, which you would expect. But Florida is 12 and FSU is 19. And like, there's enough highly rated football players in Florida to where like, all three of those teams should yearly be in the top 15. I at agree. A minimum. I agree. And that's why like, they haven't been in the top 15 in like six years. And you're in the like by the panhandle. Of Florida, there's talent in Florida all around, especially in that Miami-Dade area. But there's a lot of talent in the panhandle of Florida and like the southern part of Alabama. You're not far away from Georgia. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the two um, the two highest-rated players, even in Florida's class, aren't even from Florida, from California and Alabama. Now it looks like the rest of their class is from. Uh, from Florida, at least most of them, and you would expect that. But th- what I'm saying is it looks like it's it's become harder than ever to get the top players out of Florida for those three schools. Yeah. Uh, and we know that. Like The five-star guys have – and I guess it's always been that way with five-star players, but even more so now – it's spread out across the country for the uh, the highest-rated players. I uh, tell you what can dramatically change this and where Florida State would not have the 19th, 20th, 23rd, 22nd, and 18th-rate recru- recruiting classes in five years. Two scenarios have to happen. One, Mike Norvell has to you know get fired in the next year or two. Uh, Deion Sanders excels at, Flor- at Colorado. Um, I-, I think there's a real chance in three years he could be the next head coach there. And you talk really? about what that could do for recruiting. Oh, my God. Yeah, if, if Dion succeeds at Colorado, I don't think Florida State would hesitate this time around to, to make that hire. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wonder if it's one of those things where 
you, you've got maybe you've got a limited amount, and I don't know. Someone may correct me. Uh, maybe they've got a limited donor base at Florida State. At least whenever you compare it to, they're kind of competing with everyone in the country for the top recruits there, which is you know one of the downsides. But it may be one of those things where they're reserving their resources until they can make that move. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe so, man. But I don't know. Don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us on the text line. 651-3439. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you this hour of the rush. It's Monday, 4 o'clock hour. It's time to do our Under the Radar feature. Brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Let's do Under the Radar Portal Edition so far in college football. That can be OU. That could mean non-OU teams, but what's a portal addition that you've seen across the country that's been under the radar but you think could make a big impact uh, coming up next season? And we'll give our opinion, but text line, you know how this works. Text us your thoughts, 405-651-3439. I don't know if someone read my mind on what I was going to do, but this text says, how about Hudson Card committing to Purdue? I think that would – it happened today – I feel like that would be under the radar, and in a Big Ten West that's wide open, Hudson. I mean, I, I don't. Th- I'm not going to pick Purdue to win the West next year, but like, if he's really good, then Purdue could be absolutely be a factor. I, I guess they won the West this year, right? Uh, they got beat by Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did win it. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, that would that would definitely qualify. Um, you know, one that I saw that I thought was interesting. Do you remember this kid was like a super, super highly rated player coming out of high school? Offensive tackle uh, Tommy Brockermeyer. Oh yeah, you remember uh, him? His his dad. I think he played in the NFL, right? Or, or played yeah, in Texas at least. That's right. To TCU, yep. right, and, is where he's at. Yeah, he went to Alabama as a recruit and is now transferred uh, back home. I think he, I think he's from Fort Worth. Yeah, that's right. So he's transferred back to TCU, and you know, I don't know what's happened with him at Alabama, but uh, I, they're definitely getting a big time talent at one of the most important positions on the field. I think that's interesting. Uh, we've talked about Arizona. And how interesting Arizona is right now, um, but they got the uh, the Justin Flo kid, the yep. linebacker that went to Oregon. He's a former five star linebacker, and he's going to Arizona. So I think that's interesting. And you know, as far as anything else under the radar, you know, and this is going to be unpopular, but I think. Uyunga Lele going to Oregon State is, I, I think that has 
potentially some really good things I'll be rooting for that him may come year. from it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll really be rooting for him. He seems like a good kid. It's just had a really tough year. Last two years, I guess. Good kid. Has had a really tough go at it. I mean, just kind of think of the the expectations and the pressure. Who he's stepping in for there with Trevor Lawrence. It's been hard. And uh, maybe some change in scenery and going somewhere that is thrilled to have you could could change some things around for him. Uh, you, you mentioned TCU. Like the Brockermeyer one, that, that's a good one. Um, they also got JoJo Earl, who was like a top 50 player in the 21 class, wide receiver from Alabama. TCU's cleaned up quite nicely in the portal. And with that staff that yeah. they have in Fort Worth, like JoJo Earl, I, I mean, I guess technically didn't work out at Alabama. What, I mean, whatever, but – there's a chance he turns into a player at TCU. Yeah. Nope. I agree with that. Of course, Georgia uh, I'll got – I'll give you another one. Georgia got uh, Dominic Lovett from Missouri, who was the ranked as the number two receiver in the portal. Like, Georgia right. just hasn't had amazing wide receiver play since Kirby got there. But if they get a dynamic guy at that spot, they'll be, they'll, they'll be dangerous. Now, I don't know if this qualifies as under the radar – or, or how you, you necessarily classify it, but Braylon Presley to Tulsa. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that is – that's got the potential to be something serious there. Kevin Wilson taking over that job. Um, you know, he's he's had some prolific offenses in his time. We'll see what, what uh, transpires there. They got their quarterback. Didn't they, their quarterback stay there in Tulsa? Well, I think they had two was, quarterbacks. Was to transfer. I thought they had two quarterbacks that entered the portal and like one withdrew his name. And I can't remember if he was the better of yeah. the two or not. Right. Um, I don't know. Interesting stuff there with that. So, yeah, there's been some, there's been some good ones. See text line. We've, you know, we've got a couple uh, ourselves. I, I guess I wouldn't qualify any of those as under the radar, though. I thought tech safety could be classified as under the radar. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. What, he's a two-year starter at Tech. Uh, we talked about him on Thursday because he that's when he made his decision. He's the guy, like we said last week, that destroyed Dylan Gabriel on the first yep. play in overtime. So maybe that'll be a nice get for you. Well, I'll tell you this. One of the tech coaches, Reggie Pearson, has said has said about him that he is the smartest, most physical player he's ever coached in his whole entire career. Smartest and physical. Um, I don't know how many guys out there are like that tech, but I'll I'll take that combination. Smart and physical. Uh, yeah, and you know I I love what we've got at safety. We have so much potential at safety right now, youth and athleticism and length, uh, just flat-out star power. A little experience and intelligence there on the back end in that room is something that we, we do really need. So that is – I think you're yeah. I think you're right. That could qualify. He, he, he's a one-year guy, really but I, I would say, like, out of the guys that they, they've gotten via the portal, he would be – Reggie Pearson would be the under the radar guy, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, yeah, and he he may be. Uh, I don't know that he'll have the biggest impact, but he he's going to help give you a, a little bit of extra time to to go from being young at safety to being uh, right where you want to be with some guys that are going to be 
you know, redshirt sophomores, whenever they're actually ready to start taking some serious time there in the, uh, in the secondary and playing some big-time snaps. Jay in Tulsa says, as much as I hate Missouri, I do too, Jay, I hope Theo Wees is an under-the-radar success for them yeah. next season. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think he's got, he's got a ton of potential. He really does. He, he's been our, our biggest – uh, he's he's like the third down target. He's the guy that could work the sideline, go make the the fifty fifty catches on third down. You know he's he's got some really good tools. I frankly I wish we could have got it to where it worked here. Look, I think Uyunglele also struggled, but Clemson has had some atrocious O lines, and that has not helped him out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Everyone was just thrilled with Klubnik, you know, whenever they made that flip. Now, he won a couple of games, but it's not like all of a sudden he played just unbelievable. He wasn't that great either. He just got some better play around him at times than uh, Uyunga Lale did. That is our I – mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Here's Kate Klubnik on the season – he finished with a whopping two touchdowns and one interception. Seriously? Yeah. He threw two touchdowns. Yeah. Golly, he must have the, – the game like, – was it the Syracuse game that he came in and rescued? Yeah, but he – again, he didn't really do much. I think he made like one or two yeah. throws in that game. And a couple runs. But the runs. running game came around. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and he in the run game helped out a little bit too. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That is our uh, Under the Radar segment brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. A lot of under the radar portal guys. Yep. TCU. Uh, I like it. Nice couple additions, though. Good for them. Okay. Let's hit a quick timeout. We'll come back and hit some things that caught my eye. Next, stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Landers, we know it's in rkblack.com or call 943-9800. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, I don't have a whole lot today, but uh, some NFL takeaways. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, the mayhem over the weekend weather-wise in the NFL was was uh, was really something to behold. Uh, it was snowing in Miami yesterday, which I don't know how many times that's ever happened. It's got to be rare. The snow and what went on in Buffalo has just been horrible. Uh, the amount of snow that they got and the, the cold that they had there was just catastrophic. Um, what about the Titans one co- game uh, getting moved back an hour? 
was interesting. Yeah, Titans game, had to get moved back an hour. Uh, but one game that caught my eye that was played in, in the absolute uh, frigid temperatures that happened last week was Baylor Air Force. Tyler, uh, freezing cold game played down there in Fort Worth. And what caught my eye is how a really good Baylor front seven, perhaps the strength of that football team, frankly got their ass handed to them by the Air Force Academy in that game start to finish. Well, and the triple option too, right? Uh, yeah. Did you see what Barry Bygod Switzer tweeted out after that game? He says, no. have been asked many times what our offense of the 70s and 80s win today. Ask the Baylor Bears <laughs> at OU football is what he said three days ago. Well, I don't, I don't think that there's any doubt at all that not only could you uh, win – in college football with it, I think you could win perhaps at the highest levels. Well, yeah, if he if you have the best athletes like he did a lot of well, times in the 70s and 80s, sure. Here's the kicker, though. You, you could never get the players because no one in the NFL is ever going to do it. Sure. Right? And ever, like guys want to go to the NFL, and they're going to go somewhere that will showcase their talents to NFL teams, that's that's the only drawback from from the triple option. But yeah, I mean, come on, you kidding me? You Kyler Murray uh, running the triple option at OU with you know Joe Mixon and the offensive lines that we've had. Been fun to watch. Still have the ability to throw it like uh, like we know they can. So yeah, absolutely, you could win. You could win a national championship with it. The problem is. You would never be able to get those players. Yeah. Uh, you got any more? Yes. Um, the way the New England Patriots have lost their last two games is, for a Patriots fan, one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen. Well, I mean, did, the th- crazy did, did this past weekend beat the Raiders' loss? Because I don't know if anything can beat no. that one. No, it didn't. But, you know, Ramondre Stevenson – fumbles going in uh, with under two minutes left to lose the game. Um, They were going to go ahead if they score a touchdown there. That was the nail in the coffin. Now, the good news of that is you got to see some Sooners win, right, with the Cincinnati Bengals. We've got a bunch of uh, Sooner guys on there, which, by the way, Samaje Pirine, he's had a nice year, man. Oh, really, really nice year. Congrats to him. I he's, saw him you know, uh, make a play a few weeks ago where he, like, goes into – and he's not a small guy, you know. Uh, I mean, he's thick. But he, like, hits the pile and almost like a pinball just bounces right back outside and scores a touchdown. It was like, dang, like, that was a really nice run. He's had a, yeah, he's had a good year. Yeah. He – you know, I, was, I wasn't sure how exactly he was going to translate to the next level. Um, but, man, he has – he's adapted nicely. And, you know, Mixon was banged up a couple of times this year and – uh, P. Ryan stepped in and has done a really good job for him. I think he scored. He scored a couple of touchdowns here and there and uh, put together some decent games. So, congrats to Samaje P. Ryan. But the Patriots have lost in the worst way possible the last two weeks. And it's still enjoyable, even without Tom Brady. <laughs> it's enjoyable. Uh, here's something that caught my eye. So, Middle Tennessee State won a bowl game on New hmm. Year's Eve, right? Middle Tennessee State beat San Diego State 25-23 in the Hawaii Bowl. 
Middle Tennessee State won that football game despite negative 66 rushing yards in the game. <laughs> they had 30 Whoa. rushing attempts, negative 2.2 yards per rush. Negative Did they, like, snap it over the quarterback's head, like, 50 uh, yards b- downfield or something? They had uh, 170 total yards on the day. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I'm just looking at these numbers. 170 total yards. But they benefited off five San Diego State turnovers. Mm. Uh, they won the turnover battle 5-1. to one. That's the reason why they won the football game. But somebody won a bowl game with negative 66 yards rushing, and that amazes me. Now, for a moment... I thought we had a uh, a Biff Tannen experience going on there whenever you said Middle Tennessee State won their bowl game on New Year's Eve. Oh, sorry, um, Christmas Eve. My bad. I'm already looking ahead. Right. I, I, was, I was going over to scores and odds and seeing if I could place a wager on that uh, where I needed to put it down. But, yeah, Christmas Eve. That's crazy, though. Negative 66 yards rushing. So you mentioned Air Force beating Baylor. Well, Air Force has a pretty good quarterback, Um, a really good quarterback, actually. I think he was the MVP of that bowl game. He's like a three-year starter at Air Force. And I I, I expected all the craziness in the portal in college football when this first happened, but their quarterback's in the transfer portal now. I, I did not factor in the service academies getting involved in the portal. 23-9 23-9 and nine as a starter. Electric with the ball in his hands. I think he threw the ball pretty well, too. But we have a uh, we have a grad transfer that's a service academy QB. Does he have to go to Army or Navy? I, I hope so. He has to pick between <laughs> the two, yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that was a wild game. And, you know, in hindsight, it kind of it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. But was still wild. Well, let's uh, let's see where it goes. Hopefully it ends up somewhere good. Yeah. We talked about Denver firing Nathaniel Hackett 4 and 11. Uh, where does this rank in your mind as the worst coaching tenure in NFL history? Is it worse than Urban Meyer or second only to Urban Meyer? Didn't even I don't finish know. out his whole it, his first year. It's bad. But like I said earlier, I he he's he's like the scapegoat of this whole thing, but everyone knows where the problem Their is. Their GM is really the, bad. The problem is they gave every they gave what like four draft picks away, two first rounders, a second rounder, and I think a fourth or fifth rounder, and like three players away for Russell Wilson, and then. After uh, not even getting a chance to see him play throughout the season, they sign him to a ridiculous extension that has, like, if the trade didn't kneecap their future enough, the salary that they just gave him over the next however many years did. Just brutal. Yeah, It's not all his fault. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you he's a great head coach. I don't know enough about him, but that's not the problem at Denver. Uh, Last one I have, OU, uh, I guess, misses out on a transfer portal wide receiver, Trey Harris. Uh, He is off to Ole Miss. There was a crystal ball in for him last week. He had a really good year at Law Tech last year. Um, That would have been a nice addition at wide receiver, and I would still think that OU is going to add a portal wide receiver or two, but it's not going to be Trey Harris. He's going to Ole Miss. That one kind of stinks. Headed to Ole Miss, um, 
Yeah, we'll see. I guess the hope at wide receiver is that once the once all the bowl games are done and settled, maybe there's going to be some more guys that uh, that enter the portal, some good guys, some good players, and hopefully everyone's uh, cap money is used up by then. Jeez, you know, on their, their nil stuff. So hopefully, someone right. pulls a Denver Broncos and they're already broke because they renegotiated no deals that didn't need to be uh, renegotiated. Uh, by the way, I, I gave you the Middle Tennessee stat. Uh, Troy also won a bowl game over UTSA, a top 25 team. Troy won a bowl game with 153 total yards this bowl season. That's, that was a really good game, too. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is your home. Your fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Doug Miles says, arrived back in Iowa after Christmas in Wisconsin to a second heaping mound of snow in the driveway. Thanks for keeping me company as I clear it. Love you, Doug. Mm. Good luck with that. Yeah. Not a lot of snow around here, but some uh, some cold weather. Um, dude, did you, see, did you see that video of the Buffalo players? Um driving away with their, their one truck had so much snow in it it was seriously piled up like 15 feet in the bed of the truck i it's crazy. Uh, i did see that buffalo got stranded in chicago after that game on saturday mm-hmm. and i think one of the barstool sports books or something opened it up and i saw pictures of josh allen behind the bar slinging beers nice that, I like that. that that's your franchise quarterback right there that's what you want I don't think no Russell Wilson doubt. would be doing that these days. It's part of the problem. Got to be relatable. Right. Um, that is good, though. That um, To see those guys not get stranded, not good to get stranded, but be able to cut loose a little bit Oh, I bet they cool. had the best time ever, getting stranded right. in Chicago like that, just hanging out for a night. I bet that was sweet. Uh, when I played in Buffalo, we played the Denver Broncos – and we got stranded in Denver because of snow in Buffalo. Huh. How'd that go over? What'd you guys do? Not a lot. Mm. You Hung to, around downtown Didn't go Denver. to Casa Bonita or anything like that? Have a good meal? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You can have a good time in uh, downtown Denver. I've, I've yeah. definitely had a good time uh, in downtown Denver. From what I remember, it was uh, it was cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I was there this summer. Um, it's pretty awesome. This says what Teddy is saying is Quentin Johnston is entering the transfer portal after the season and signing a $3 million contract. I'm trying to figure out what that's in reference to of what you said. Uh, I don't know. Well, Quentin Johnston's going to the NFL. Yeah, he'll be a first-round pick uh, somewhere, most likely. Yeah, he's going to be signing a much larger contract than that. Uh, I don't know. TCU's getting some players, though, through the uh, through the portal. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. Stay tuned. Yeah.